This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Good afternoon and welcome to this CARTA Symposium on hunting. My name is Pascal Gagneux. I'm the Associate Director of CARTA. Among the oldest questions humans have asked themselves are, who are we? What are we doing here? Where did we come from? How did we get here? And where are we going? Anthropogeny focuses of two of these questions, namely, where did we come from and how did we get here? It brings together a variety of disciplines because we believe that understanding human origins is only possible at the intersection between the social and the natural sciences with help from computing sciences and various disciplines it's, it's a question that's so big that no single discipline will be able to answer it. This symposium is sponsored by CARTA, the Center for Academic Research and Training in Anthropogeny, the quest, the scientific quest to understand human origins. CARTA is an interdisciplinary uh, ent- uh, enterprise that brings together people from UCSD and the Salk Institute and people across the MESA. It is co-directed by Ajit Varki, Margaret Schoeninger, and Fred Gage, and I do what I can to help. We want to uh, say very special thanks to our major sponsor, the G. Harold and Leela Y. Mathers Foundation of New York that have in many ways made everything possible we've done and continue to help us a lot. We also would like to especially thank Annette Merle-Smith, who is here today, for her huge help in in supporting the graduate specialization in anthropogeny, a -a one-of-a-kind program that brings together graduate students from different disciplines, eight different grad programs at UCSD, to try to talk to each other and navigate this, this question of where... Where do we come from? Where, what are human origins? And we want also to extend thanks to the many people who have supported the establishment of the James Handelman Endowment for the Exploration of Anthropogeny in an effort to endow CARTA and indefinitely to continue this symposium. We, we have the nagging feeling that we're not quite done understanding human origins. <laughs> Many people have stepped forward and helped, and we we hope very much that many of you will will join. We also want to say a special thanks to Elizabeth Lancaster and Eli Schefter for subscribing the closed captioning, and all of you who have helped us by uh, supporting CARTA. This would not be uh, possible without the CARTA staff, Ingrid Benerschke, uh, Rachel Emmons, uh, Kate Kaya, Linda Nelson, and Jesse Roby that you will see today. Kate is not here. She is manning the computers and helping with the webcast. And also the UCSD uh, TV cast, Rich Wargo, Matt Aliotti, uh, Marcy Bretz, and Jacob Parker. Finally, we'd like to thank uh, Kent Schnucker in the back, who is in charge of the recording and the projection, and Michael Jeffs. And, of course, I wouldn't end without thanking Ed Siegel for the wonderful welcoming music. So with no further ado, I welcome you, and I hope you will enjoy a lot of new knowledge and insight into hunting. And I pass over to our chair, Richard Wagner. Uh, thank you, Pascal. And, uh, and thank you to Carter. Uh, it's wonderful to have uh, a symposium here on a, 
on a problem that is uh, a wonderful meld of interests uh, if you happen to be someone who uh, is interested in both chimpanzees and, and in humans. Um, what we're dealing with here is um, uh, ultimately uh, a hypothesis that has been of a huge impact uh, in terms of uh, uh, anthropology uh, in general, actually. Um, when Washburn and Lancaster produced this, this notion that the uh, our intellect, interests, emotions, and basic social life all are evolutionary products of the hunting adaptation, that may have been a slight exaggeration, but it nevertheless remains true today that a tremendous amount of the way in which our own uh, adaptations uh, have evolved are seen as being uh, going on through lives of hunters and gatherers, and of course hunters and gatherers very much uh, are thought of in terms of the hunting adaptation. The particular time when uh, this received a bigger stimulus than any, perhaps, was uh, on the occasion of the, the Man the Hunter symposium in Chicago that led to a, a famous book. And it's worth noting uh, that uh, this had scholars all across anthropology, uh, uh, from uh, um, archaeologists and biological anthropologists to social anthropologists like Marshall Salins there. And even though it uh, sounds appallingly sexist to, to think of man the hunter as being uh, the origin of uh, so many of our adaptations, it's worth remembering that uh, out of that symposium uh, came for the first time the appreciation that foraging by females uh, might be, well, at least as important as, as hunting. So that was 68, um, uh, 66, and um, it was uh, happening at a time when people had just started to realize, uh, thanks to Jane Goodall's work uh, starting in the early 1960s, that chimpanzees, astonishingly, uh, were hunters in a somewhat human-like style, with the uh, males being more engaged in hunting, and uh, all of these fascinating uh, associated features, uh, such as uh, food sharing. And um, the pattern of uh, the development of interest in hunting has therefore uh, taken both chimps and humans side by side. And you might think that all the interesting questions have now been answered. But uh, a few months ago, uh, Jim Moore and Ian Gilby were talking together about the fact that even such a question as why is it that chimpanzees in some populations hunt a lot more than others uh, had not really been answered. And out of their conversations, they realized that there are a whole slew of, of uh, problems. Um, what exactly uh, is the reason that chimps or humans hunt? And in both cases, we've got the question, is it really for nutritional benefits, or are they showing off in some way? And by the way, if it is for nutritional benefits, what are the nutritional benefits? And are they consistent in different contexts? It's still really an unresolved question. Um, we still know rather little about the uh, degree to which hunting is um, beneficial at the individual level or how much cooperation is needed for it. Um, only recently has uh, much attention been paid to hunting by females. So this core question for anthropology 50 years ago uh, still remains um, very much um, unexplored or underexplored, and of course it ultimately relates to the origins of, of human hunting. So the 
classic kind of meat-eating hypothesis is this, that uh, in the Pliocene, the uh, Australopithecines were not probably eating very much meat, but um, in a chimpanzee-like style, they, they did hunt, and then that gave rise to uh, more meat-eating uh, in the habiline phase, and then meat-eating became really critical. But we can dissect that and start asking uh, all of the questions I've just been addressing and more about why this happened um, and ultimately what its consequences were. So we're not going to be taking, talking today about the consequences. We're going to be talking more about uh, why it happens and how it happens. And in thinking about where we come from in relationship to where our hunter-gatherer past took us, then we're going to be taking a, a third party as well and bring chimps in to help us uh, on that journey. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.